to Z, a flavor odyssey. The odyssey apparently continues again. <laughs> Welcome to a flavor odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. That's our co-host, Randy Griggs. We're coming to you absolutely live now that you can hear us from Lot B and Lot B- minus out here in Randy, we have gone straight into summertime out here in California, boy, I will tell you. How are you feeling on this lovely afternoon? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much, Robbie Raz. As you said, it's gorgeous out. Had my my little guy's been out in the yard enjoying sun for the first time in his life. That's been kind of fun to watch, but uh, been busy at work and getting things done here from the studios. Really excited to be back on the show with you guys. Yeah, it's been uh, <clears throat> today's a good day, man. Busy day. Uh, Wednesdays for me are my busy days, so I've got uh, some work meetings and our uh, our brewery. We're doing, and I do Dana and I do this with a lot of our friends too, just kind of random. We do a happy hour, like a Skype happy hour, and uh, just get together and talk about whatever with friends that we can't really go see. So um, we do that uh, with the brewery every Wednesday. So it's just before this. So I tend to have a couple of beers before I come on to the show, Randy, which is it, it lubes me up very nice. That makes a lot of sense, given how much you wouldn't stop talking in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Absolutely. So, uh, Randy, this is we're not in like a letter. This is we've got wild card episodes. Wild card episode number one brought to you by the fine, lovely and beautiful folks at Drew Estate Cigars. Randy, Drew Estate. The rebirth of cigars. You're just giving up on it. You don't have the just time down. Up on it. You <laughs> got to get the cadence. No, no. Uh, a big yeah. shout out to Drew Estate Cigars and uh, La Gran <laughs> Fabrica, the Drew Estate down there in Esteli, Nicaragua, who bring you this show and make this all possible for all of us. So uh, cheers to Drew Estate since we cannot ever get the cadence down now that we're live. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, I'll, I'll, I will promise you, once we're back in studio, we are going to rock that thing acapella, baby. It's we famous. had no we had no problem when we were live. It's, you know, you've said it. We read off each other's energy. It's so much easier. This whole Skype situation. Hands under the table. Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make it weird? So wild oh, card right, episode. wild card episode pops up on the screen. It's Look, perfect. you even have that, man. This is uh, this is the concept we came up with of making lemonade out of lemons, right? I, I really want you to stop saying that. Why? I don't know. It's just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I but, say it backwards instead why? of it. <laughs> it's backwards. Instead You're of right. Turning That's le- lemons into lemonade is how yeah, it's usually. You said. say it backwards. You're right. That's You're what right. fruits not. Yeah. Oh, so. So the concept of these wildcard episodes, or at least these first two, right, we're going to revisit uh, some components from episode or from season one, not episode one, from season one <clears throat> that we felt didn't really get. I don't want to say a fair shake, but there the pairings were uh, maybe held up by the fact that um, the fact that uh, the, we were sorry that comment threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> It was really long, and I was trying to read it and talk at the same time, and it turns out I can't do it. Um, so we are revisiting some components from season one that we felt the pairing was was hindered by the alphabet. So this uh, this episode, we're featuring a cigar from season one that Randy and I both really enjoyed, but the pairing was just kind of meh because of, uh, frankly, because of the uh, the alphabet. So the cigar that we're featuring, and I'm, I'm, I'm knee-deep into it is the Killer Bee Connecticut from the fine folks at Blackwork Studios, which is Oveja Negra Brands. Randy, it sounds so much better when you say it. Say it for me. Oveja Negra. Oh, it's on your it's on your shirt. It's yeah. on my shirt. It it, it uh, <laughs> is Spanish for the black sheep. Indeed, indeed, it is. Uh, I learned some Spanish today. Oh, look at that. Randy, not only are you getting in the Hall of Fame this year, so am I. What? <laughs> this is great. I want to take this moment to thank everybody <laughs> out there in the dojo that has, you know, stumped for, for my nomination. Was that was that just a joke? What what, what happened? Why am I in my head? In my <laughs> I head just got so it. excited. I didn't, yeah. really I didn't even know that Robbie wanted in the Hall of Fame. But I, I didn't even too. know there was a Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> The way I heard it, you have to actually post in the app. 
I do. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's the reviews that ouch. I don't really do. Uh, Viaje Lemons to Lemonade paired with Lemonade. Is, via- is Lemons to Lemonade a cigar from Viaje? It must it Sounds be. terrible. Can we talk about something real quick? We Bla- can talk about everything. Like. Blackwork Studio, Ovea Negra. Um, black Label Trading. Black Label tra- How many names are they going to have? With black and with associated dis- with this company, <laughs> and dissident and Emilio, well, yeah. but it's it's they, it, every so it's when we talked to uh, to Ben at TPE this year, he kind of he broke it down for me. So we get kind of the mafia uh, headshot chart, you know, that you Ooh. see in all the in all those movies where you've got the one guy and the line coming down, to all the different guys, the full chart. So we've got Oveja Negra is like is. Uh, what do you call the, what do you call the head? The, like like the, the Don. The Don, like the Don. yeah, thank you. It's the Don. And then under the Don, you've got Black Works and you've got Black Label. Um, Black Label. So those are the two other big ones. And then under those, you've got other such things. I'm not going to go any further than that because I'll probably make a mistake. But I feel like those are all pretty, uh, those are pretty. Sounds super confusing. Well done. No, it's just, you just, you just know who they are, man. <laughs> You don't have to make it into something that's not. Don't 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 create controversy when there isn't. <laughs> that's I'm, what Eric does. I'm just surprised that this band doesn't have a skull on it. Yeah, somewhere. that's true. <laughs> well, it kind of does. It's got like a bee skull, ish. So. You know, I, like, the band is actually really cool, and it it will it doesn't show up if I show it to you on the camera, but you definitely have kind of like a honeycomb. Um, vibe in the background like a texture more so than anything this yeah. this band really makes me think and a lot of their bands really make me think of um silence of the lambs mm. which is a fantastic film of course that's a good uh, point. well well you know what and i've heard eric it's been a while since you've uh, talked at all about your your thoughts on the use of skulls and cigar <laughs> but i i will say if there's room for just a couple you got you got to acknowledge this has got to be the best skull in the biz. Look, here's the thing. I don't mind that they use the skull. It's just oh. that so many companies use skulls on the bands. It's like, guys, come on, let's 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 pump the brakes on the skulls on the bands. Can we think of something else? By the way, there was this guy that I met a couple years ago and he was like buying up all these companies i'm gonna start a new brand and this and that and he showed me all of his designs literally every single design was a skull and i was like you know i've seen the skulls i've seen them i I can they're cool they're cool they're cool let's just what what was his name and what brands were they i can't say because i don't want to offend the poor guy but oh patrick larkin's challenging you randy with a Las Calaveras is the best skull. Yeah, that's not a bad no, skull. I think he's probably right with the uh, Dias de los Muertos kind of a theme. Well done. Yeah, you, no, no, you're, you know, you're right. They actually at least tie to something that has a cultural uh, tie into the skull. That, that's that's a pretty strong argument there, Patrick. Hey, by I'm the way, hey, wait, wait, Robbie, Robbie, just real quick. If you guys are watching on Facebook right now, just tell me if this is a great idea or not. We just came up with this idea right yes. before the show. Yes, the idea is every Monday in the day, we're going to have an extra <laughs> Cigar Dojo show that's live on Facebook. And Randy is going to teach all of us Spanish every Monday. <laughs> what do you guys think of that idea? I think we'll smoke a cigar and we'll learn some Spanish words. What's not to love? What is not to love about that idea? If you like that idea, just give me a big thumbs up right now. And that's all I'm saying. Um, I'm- Right. We're doing it. There we go. We're doing it. I mean, you know what? It, it's, it, we're already off the rails, but we are making uh, public addresses to the audience. If I can jump in and say, you know, we'd really appreciate if you hit the share button. Oh, that's You're watching a good idea. right now on Facebook Live. If you go ahead and share this feed under under your uh, under your personal feeds, we'd really appreciate the love and get the word out and let people know about the show as we're winding down season one here. So, Randy, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. And I'm actually going to follow through on it. That's weird, right? So, <laughs> everybody... You on something you can, never promised? So, we can, we can see who shared it, right? Yes. Everybody who shares it, I'm going to send them some, uh, some uh, Flavor Odyssey stickers. Everyone? 
Every single person. Robbie, wait, don't don't make a promise. An official <laughs> cigar dojo. Totally do it. flavor Odyssey commitment. Now I, I've uh, only got like a hundred stickers. You so didn't even show us these stickers. Share, I didn't even know we had stickers. Oh, we got stickers. I'm sending every single person at least one sticker. Oh God, this is never gonna Who happen. Does? For oh, the totally record, that, that is a, a Robbie Raz exclusive it's from, commitment. It's from, yeah, it's from Robbie Raz Industries, and I promise that... <laughs> Do uh, not follow up with Randy Griggs oh or Tormson or no, anyone totally else. Gonna happen. Don't blame me person. when you don't get your stickers. <laughs> Every person. You guys have no faith, and I understand I put you in that position. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tall order. I'll tell you what, we, we had a contest. Over a week ago, I haven't sent out the winners of our last contest, and that's only four people. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But they uh, are coming, folks. And uh, Patrick, I, I exactly since you commented, uh, the first of two packages is going out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <And> that, uh, <laughs> it's already boxed up. This is the cigar portion. There's two portions to your package. The cigar portion is going out tomorrow. And I can neither confirm nor deny that it weighs 35 pounds. It doesn't. It doesn't weigh 35 pounds. <laughs> That'll be a lot of cigars. It's it's uh, it is a sizable. Uh, uh, you'll see when it arrives, but it's going out tomorrow. I'll send you the tracking. Um, anyway, so as I said, let me try to pull this back in. Rain it back in, because we're all over the place. Killer B Connecticut. <clears throat> now, Randy, we did this this episode K, and we paired it with the Kostritzer. Uh, black lager, which is a Schwartz beer, which is a black lager. And we both thought it was going to be a great pairing. I love black lagers. I absolutely do. And that Kostritzer is fantastic. I think it's such a great beer. Such a great beer. Um, but the pairing was a disaster. Completely destroyed it. Completely destroyed that beer. So we are bringing this particular cigar back because we love it so much. And we are pairing it tonight uh, Randy and I with the Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. Randy's going to tell you all about this beer here in a minute. But uh, Eric and Jordan, I think you guys are pairing with a different Samuel Smith's beer, yeah? So tonight, since we didn't have the Nut Brown, we're going to do the uh, Oatmeal Stout version of this. But we do have the cigar, the Killer Bee Connecticut. Excuse me. By the way. It's a um, pretty cigar. It's a pretty cigar, but I have to say, you have to kind of baby it a bit. Yeah, because the top of it, because it has all these sort of like uh, embellishments, ornamental uh, wrappings. It, we go embellishment. You know, it is a it is a bit. Mine didn't do that. It is a bit tender. I did a V cut on this guy, and that might have solved Ooh. that issue. Oh, V nice. cut is a good choice. My, enti- so my entire went, cap is falling off at this point, so I'm just going to take it off. I went with just a regular cut, and where? Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, yours looks Mine's good. doing just fine. Thank you. Yeah, just I like, just don't slobber on my Yeah, you're slobbering too much in your That <laughs> could be. <laughs> the slobber factor is high, bro. It's high. Um, so let's go a little bit of background on the cigar. We've talked about the cigar. 150% of you have seen the episode with which during which we covered it. But I will uh, go back and uh, and give us a breakdown. If you want to get more info on this, you can pull up the Cigar Dojo website. And we've got a little uh, press release here from when this was shipped. So this cigar has been available uh, since November of 2018 is when they started shipping it. Um, They announced the cigar as a Yellow Jacket project, which was a special release. And it did kind of change its name at some point to just the Killer Bee Connecticut. We've had some discussions about that. Um, Regardless, it's still a good cigar, so who cares what it's called? Uh, It's got a... Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, but it's also got Ecuadorian Maduro, and that's the, the little embellishments we get that, that we talk about. You see across the top. They're on the foot as well. Uh, you can't see it now because I've smoked all the way through that. Uh, the binder is Nicaraguan Habano. Filler's Nicaraguan. Uh, Randy, what factory does it come from? From the Oveja Negra factory in Esteli, oh, Nicaragua. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a small batch production. Um, not exactly sure what that means. It just kind of... It's, it's available when it's available is the way that I take that. Uh, it comes in 20-count boxes. It's a Petite Corona, 4.5 by 46. MSRP around 10 bucks. Uh, you can find them for um, uh, maybe a little bit less than that because uh, 10 bucks for a, for a petite, uh, petite Corona is a little bit pricey. But 
This sucker packs so much flavor. I, it, it might be one of my favorite cigars that we smoked during season one. It's got to be in the top five. It's just got so much flavor to it. I really, really love the fact that it's got it's a it's a Connecticut wrapper, and you still maintain some of that Connecticutness, if you will. That little bit of creamy texture. There's a little bit of cedar notes in there. It, but it doesn't get run over by the body of the cigar because you get a ton of body from all that Nicaraguan in there. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Randy? Yeah, no, I I agree on on uh, all all your points there. It, it was one of uh, it was a cigar that we talked a lot about after smoking about how enjoyable it was. Uh, you had smoked it ahead of the show. You had fought for this being K because you were so excited after after smoking it uh, earlier in the year, and. It really does. It really does surprise. You know, we chose the co-stritzer to your point. Um, we did find that uh, the letter K was pretty limiting on um, our options for beers in general. But on paper, a cigar that we knew, while it was a Connecticut wrapper, we knew it was a beefier, full-flavored uh, cigar. It made a ton of sense to have a black lager that's going to have some of those chocolate characteristics, but still have some of the the clean, refreshing, lighter character that uh, you would associate with a lager. On paper, it made perfect sense to me that that would have been a great pairing. Um, to your point, the uh, the Kostritzer isn't a rich chocolate character. It did have some kind of coffee, chocolate notes, but they were much more subdued than I think uh, we were expecting them to be. And then the, the darker, richer flavor of this cigar... Uh, actually kind of surprised me. Um, I think I had smoked it one time before the show, but it was like the week before. So, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. We talked a, a ton about it through the rest of the year. It's something we wanted to revisit and try and give it a better opportunity to have a good pairing and uh, try and bring something that would um, match its intensity. And so uh, here we are again trying to make that happen. Kevin Acuff chimed in with a comment saying that he's having, he has had a hard time pairing this cigar with anything stronger than like a medium roast coffee, uh, which I mean, obviously medium roast coffee or medium, any kind of coffee, really, maybe an espresso might be a bit much, but uh, a, a medium roast coffee with this particular cigar is going to go really, really well. I think you could say that just about any cigar, really. But um, if I, I may feeling, say, oh, if, if I may say, Kevin Acuff is trying to keep me out of the Hall of Fame so that he has something on me, and he. I can didn't say me. I should have said and, Hall and, of Famer and, Kevin. And, My bad. So, so I don't know that we should really be like out loud mentioning his comments. As a matter of fact, he might be dead to me. Oh my, that's <laughs> aggressive. Um, Kevin's on, one of my best friends, by the way. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say I. This pairing already off to a better start than we were with the coasters, so that's good. Uh, look at that picture. Woo, baby. The, but I will say, I think that Eric and Jordan's pairing is going to be better than ours. Who takes those sexy pictures like that? I, Randy does that, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that our pairing is going to be better because... Look at, uh, look at this photo. I kind of think... I, I, I had a hard time even figuring out what was happening. It was It's so well composed. It is a very well yeah, composed. Yeah, exactly. Picture. So well composed, I didn't know what was going on. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, so, but like in a good... like it, It's perfectly there. blurred out. Like some things are... in. In the foreground, in the background, it's amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I like to play with uh, my focal points. So no, dirty. Robbie, but, I, uh, <laughs> Robbie, I don't know that our pairing is going to be better. I, I almost feel like... Your, I, almost, too strong. I almost feel like the nut brown maybe would be a little bit better and pull a little bit more of the, the nutty flavors out of this... Connecticut wrapper, yeah, maybe? Yeah, in, in, on paper, I think their, their pairing sounds better to me, but this actually is working pretty nice. It, 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 so no, it's definitely not a bad pairing, Jordan. I, didn't, I shouldn't have said it that way. But oh, I'm just saying, I kind of think, Robbie, you guys might have a slightly better pairing. I don't know. Just a thought. I, to get it, well, I mean, Randy, I guess we can. Well, you know what, Randy? You haven't told us much about the beer. Let's, uh, let's chime in on the beer real quick, and yeah. then we can uh, jump in to the pairing. While Randy's uh, giving us some stats on the beer, give us some comments on what you guys are pairing tonight. Um, I'm curious to see. Uh, I, I, I'm hopeful that you're pairing you know, this, but if you've got other things going on, let us know what you're smoking and pairing with. 
All right, so jumping into the beer, Samuel Smith, old cat, old brewery tadcaster. You always see uh, written. Samuel Smith has a a great history. It uh, its roots go back to 1758 when the old brewery was started in Tadcaster, England. Uh, it then changed hands in the 1800s to a man named John Smith who then left the brewery eventually to his nephew, Samuel Smith. Uh, Samuel then took and moved the brewery to a new location, uh, actually right next door. And so uh, it's it, the old brewery in Tadcaster, the old Tadcaster brewery is just kind of a nod to it being one of those original breweries in that town of Tadcaster. Um, but it's now owned by um, uh, Samuel Smith, who... You know, these beers, and I've talked about the, uh, uh, when we brought this up in the past, this brewery has a historic kind of impression on American craft um, that dates back not that long ago because when I started drinking uh, high-end beer or micro beer at the time, um, uh, ex- imports were still kind of where uh, those of us that wanted to go and find more full-flavored beers uh, would go. And so the Samuel Smith's line... Uh, was always one that uh, had a special place in my heart for my early 20s. And uh, and th- it always came in clear bottles. Uh, this specific one, the Nut Brown, has this beautiful chestnut, you know, color with great clarity. It's just a beautiful, almost has a slightly red hue to it. And, uh, and so they always showed it off by putting it into clear glass. And I don't know if we've ever uh, addressed skunking on our show. Mm. Um, so if I if I could just divert real quick, talking about clear glass versus what we call in the industry a- amber glass. Uh, most people just call it brown glass, but uh, the technical term is amber glass. Amber glass does prevent the majority of UV light. Uh, UV light goes straight through clear and green glass and it comes in contact with a component of the hop that um, literally energizes this element and will break off from the hop component and that one element that like is left as as a free component has a um, a close chemical relation to the same chemical that's in skunk spray so it's not similar, I and mean, it's chemically virtually identical to what uh, what you smell in skunk, and so it's it's an aroma that you know used to be uh, attached to Heineken significantly, and in certain beers that have become known for it, like Heineken, that's always known to be skunky. Um, it's an off flavor in any other beer, and so eventually in the early thousands, Samuel Smith. Um, converted over to amber glass, and uh, and so now we get a much fresher version of this that you should never find it skunked. If it is skunked, it means it's undergone a significant amount of, of UV light that has um, uh, separated that that element from from the hop. Uh, so the nut brown specifically though is a five percent Northern English brown. Uh, by judging standards and by the BJC guidelines, there are technically three uh, styles of beer in the brown category. There's English milds, southern English browns, and northern English browns. Uh, the Samuel Smith nut brown is a northern English brown, and the differentiation between those three, a mild is basically a 35 to 4%, very, very light, quaffable uh, oh, ta- table quaffable. beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the, the Southern English Browns, uh, which uh, Newcastle, for instance, is a Southern English Brown, has more of. How dare you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Southern English Brown are known to be a lot more um, caramel and sweet uh, character. Well, the Northern English Browns are a little bit drier, a little bit more hop focused. They, they have toffee and nutty characteristics. The hop component is typically that of an English hop varietal, um, most most notably English, East Kent Goldings. Uh, East Kent Goldings is one of my favorite hop varietals. It's known to be 
floral, spicy, have a have a honey component to it, which goes really nicely again with the the toffee, um, nutty and and bread like uh, character that you find in a Northern English brown. So so these beers are just very bready, very malt forward. Um, and while I said that they have a hop component. Uh, it should have very little hop aroma and more of that kind of floral, minty, honey flavor. And um, and then the bitterness is kind of medium to medium plus on on, uh, on bitterness that really gives a nice balance to where you're not left with that uh, residual sweetness from a Northern English that you would find from a Southern English brown. That bitterness is kind of relatively speaking, though. Like if you were to compare this with right. – an IPA, the bitterness is not perceived the same way. Not correct? at all. No, no, okay. that, that, that is correct. I want to say the IBUs I actually have here somewhere. Um, the IBUs, you know, we talked in the past about uh, IBUs of a pale ale being 30 to 35. IPAs range from 60 to 75-ish. For uh, Northern English Brown, you're looking at 20 to 30 IBUs. So, uh, so uh, yeah, less than a pale ale, um, but you get a little bit more of that, that nuttiness, that multi-character, so it's perceived even lower. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's one thing you said in there. You're talking about Heineken. So yes. when you go, and I've, I've been lucky enough to be to visit Amsterdam and go do the, the tour of, at the Heineken Brewery in Amsterdam, and the beer there tastes so different. It's so different. Like, if you go to, yeah, if you go to Dublin, Ireland, and you have a Guinness, it tastes different. It really does because it's super fresh. But a lot of that has to do with placebo, in my mind, because where you're drinking it, it's such. It's like if you go through the tour, you're up at the top of the brewery, and it's a 360 view of Dublin, and it's such a like angelic kind of setting that. You could serve me piss beer, and it's going to taste great because I'm just so happy with where I'm at. But the Heineken, the tour was great, by the way. They did, they have all kinds of different things going on in their brewery. It takes like about an hour and a half, but it's a ton of fun. But the beer is just amazingly different because that that light, as far as I know, doesn't get to it as much as if it's sitting at your local corner shop. It just tastes so different. It's amazing. Yeah. No. The um... There's a story about, you know, Heineken really uses that green glass bottle as a big piece of their marketing. And again, the clear and the green glass have virtually zero protection from UV light. And so you get that skunking. Well, uh, modern uh, techniques of hopping, you know, now we have uh, hop extracts, which are a lot more shelf stable. You know, that, that free component that I talked about that gets sheared off from UV light no longer is so susceptible to light. And so it, it, it stays as, as a whole uh, form of, of three components. And so uh, when Heineken switched to uh, hop extracts and no longer had the skunking characteristic, they, they praised technology, right? They were thrilled. They get to now deliver their beer with a fresher character. But, it, but to American palates, Backfired, probably. people said, well, this doesn't taste like Heineken anymore. This isn't yeah. what I'm used to. And it's like so, New Coke. Remember right? New Coke? No. You were around in the Randy, 80s. Come, come on. on. New Coke? Jordan even remembers I, it. He wasn't there. I wasn't even born yet, but I know. I, I know. Eric still has some. <laughs> I was already drinking. <laughs> I was already drinking craft beer. I don't drink soda. I, I can only stand so much sugar in my in my liquid diet. But, uh. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> but, um. But no, so they've, uh, you know, there's unsubstantiated rumors that Heineken actually now spikes their American export beer with a skunk characteristic, so that it tastes more like what Americans always knew it for. It's you know that, and that jives with a comment, and I think it was Bob Driscoll who said it uh, that they basically do that on purpose because Americans expect it. That's right. So it's it's not. Um, I think that kind of goes in line with it's not what you know, it's who you know. Maybe. Um, um, are there any similarities between Sam Smith's Oatmeal Stout and the Nut Brown Ale? Or are they just completely different? 
the one similarity would be that the water for Samuel Smith's uh, brewery still comes from the original well at Old Tadcaster. Um, as I said, the new brewery is literally right next door. And so they were able to pipe in. Um, and so they have their own well that they draw their water from, which is quite hard water. Uh, and, we, and we've talked about that a little bit on the show before, is that the, um, the mineral content, the salt content in water has a big part to do with original styles and why uh, beer tastes different from England, from Germany, from America. And, um, and so they do have the same water profile, which uh, that harder water tends to make um, maltier beers more rich, more kind of... Uh, more round in flavor we often say in beer where if you were to make an ipa with the same water the hops would come across as harsh and 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 unpleasant um where if you were to do a multi beer like a oatmeal stout or like a nut brown with soft water they'd end up being flabby and not that interesting and all the like toffee and almond nut characteristics would all kind of blend together and wouldn't be that distinctively uh, uh, differentiating. So they do have the same water profile. Uh, the oatmeal stout, um, other than using oats, which really lends to that more silky and rich texture uh, of beer, also is going to use roasted barley, which gives more of that coffee and roast character, more uh, a much heavier chocolate profile. So um, you're going to have less nuttiness in the beer that you and, and Eric are drinking, uh, but you're going to have more chocolate and coffee characteristics than what Rob and I have here in the nut brown. So I think we can, let's jump into this pairing. Randy, thank you for the background on, uh, on this particular beer, the style and all that. That's, I, I don't, I don't know a ton about brown ales. It's, it's for whatever reason, it's, it's a style I'm not really drawn to, but whenever we do it in a pairing and, uh, spoilers, we're going to do another one. Um, it's, um, in the wild card seasons anyway. It is always very, very good with <clears throat> that particular cigar that you're pairing. It's like a, in very, very basic layman's terms, it's kind of like a watered-down porter as far as a pairing goes. And I know that you're cringing at that a little bit, Randy, but I think that it's it's the flavor profile as far as a cigar smoker is, gonna, is concerned is going to be – look at him. He, he can't – he's squirming, and I'm not going to let him get his – I don't, his, I don't uh, know how I got paired up with this guy for this show. Uh. But it, it's, it has I'm, – I'm trying to put it into terms that these like, – if someone's not really a beer geek they, and they've had a porter and maybe they wanted something that's got a little – whoa, we're zooming in on Randy. That's something that's maybe a little bit thinner that's got a little um, uh, less – <clears throat> just a less robust flavor, but still kind of has some of the same components. There's some nuttiness in there. It's not very roasty or anything like that. But um, I mean, for me, the nuttiness of this beer, Randy, is really the uh, the flavor hook as far as this pairing is concerned. I feel like the intensities, the cigar might be running over the beer a little bit, maybe a little bit, but not much. That was my cue for you to start talking. <laughs> Go, Randy. Where, go. Where, where, <laughs> were you going to rate it? Or, uh, well, I know. I'm just I, I'm, I'm throwing – those are my initial thoughts. I want to hear yeah. what your thoughts are. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, the beer is everything that I described when generally describing the, the uh, style. It definitely has that nice bready, nutty characteristic. I get a little touch of toffee. There's not much sweetness really for the beer at all. It's, it really is quite dry. It is – it's been a little while since I've had this beer, actually. It used to be like my go-to almost everyday beer. Uh, it's been a while now. It is thinner in body than I remember it being. And, um, and again, you know, I, I don't know if it's just the psychology of the visual of this cigar. When you're looking at a, at a Connecticut wrapper, I just always expect it to be uh, less intense in flavor uh, than it ends up being perceived on my palate this is a big and rich cigar uh, you know don't let the, the rapper fool you uh profiling randy That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we frown upon that here it's <laughs> well well I'm, I'm sure that the connecticut wrapper is lending to a nice creamy uh texture because i definitely get um you don't get that kind of rough maduro mouthfeel 
the the uh, the I quite enjoy with Maduros. It is a little bit creamier, but it's I mean it's got a beefy flavor profile, man, and it's a pretty high intensity cigar. Um, and so I'm gonna go ahead and step out and say I think the um, the intensity of the beer is lighter than I remembered it, and the cigar continues to to run this beer over. I'm going with the thumbs down myself, my friend. Oh, oh he did not turn lemons into lemonade. <laughs> I the thumbs up because to me the the beer is a little bit thinner, but not <clears throat> not to the point where I'm losing out on this beer because I drank one yesterday and because I hadn't had it in a while either. And just for reference, Randy picked this beer. But um, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the, the experience I'm having with the beer today is pretty similar to what I had yesterday. I'm losing a little bit. This is why I said I feel like the cigar might be running it over just a tad. Not too much. I don't know that I'd want to go much bigger. I'm curious what uh, the boys in Colorado think, but we'll get there in a second. Uh, to me, this pairing works out really well. The beer is is still very flavorful. The uh, the intensity, like I said, a little bit off. There's a, that nuttiness, obviously, from the beer, and there's a nuttiness in the cigar that really kind of tie in together. And it is bringing out some different kinds of chocolatey notes that I don't really remember getting from this cigar before. Oh, nice. It's super, super enjoyable. Uh, like a kind of a chocolate-covered almond kind of thing, mm. um, like a milk chocolate, not super sweet, but um, not like a dark chocolate. It doesn't have that bitterness to it, but it's it's it may not be like the perfect pairing, but it's super, super enjoyable for me. I don't have to think a ton about it. I can no. smoke the cigar, drink this beer, and talk to you guys for hours. Bill Powers is on my side. He's going thumbs up. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate the support. Um <clears throat> So I'm curious, uh, back in uh, Dojo headquarters, what are you guys getting out of your pairing with that uh, with that oatmeal stuff? Uh, I will say, unfortunately for me, this cigar, I've had this cigar twice in my life, and the first time I had it, it had a terrible draw, and the second time I had it, which is now, it was literally falling apart before I lit it, before I even, Slobber before I, before I even cut it. And no, I hadn't put it in my mouth yet, and it was. Ask Jordan; it was literally falling apart. And so I have to give this a thumbs down. The beer was great. Uh, for me, the cigar was a major disappointment. So thumbs down from me. Um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, the 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 cigar is it's a very intense Connecticut. Um, it's it's bitter, uh, like a Connecticut often is, um, and it's it's pretty dry. But the beer has that sweetness that it's kind of lacking, and so I think uh, it's a pretty good pairing. And it's kind of surprising that the the beer is actually they're pretty evenly matched intensity wise because you know you just don't expect that for Connecticut. But it's got uh, this thing. The, the, the cigar has a lot of white pepper, almost like um, jalapeno mm. kind of a spice to it, and the beer kind of just mellows that out with the sweetness and the intensity is pretty evenly matched. So I think it's a pretty good pairing. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Eric, I've smoked maybe 10 of these and I've never had any kind of draw issue or I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying, no, I've, I, I've never I don't had, mind. It's I've never had a draw issue or you'd think that with the way that this try to get into the center of the camera here, it's like a crazy, the way that the cap is applicated, it just, it kind of looks like it's just waiting to fall apart. I've never had any problems with it. Mine didn't wait. So I, Rand, uh, Robbie, yeah, no, mine I'm, did not wait at all. It. uh, <laughs> Fell no, apart that's, that's, a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer to me because I've never had that problem. And I freaking love this cigar. Um, so I'm, I'm well, I, you're probably done. You've given it two chances and it's, it's out the door, but yes. uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's quite tasty. I do want to try some of the different versions of the killer bee with, they've got the, uh, Green the candela and uh, a couple of different things. I think I have some uh, in the human. No. I haven't gotten to yet, but. No, they do still call the Candela embellished one the Green Hornet. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. With the naming and stuff, I don't know. I'd have to look. But, yeah, this I think this was probably I, – I, I feel like there was probably uh, some sort of uh, naming issue as far as maybe somebody else owned it and it had to be changed. I can't – that's not based on anything other than my own just assumptions because – 
uh, in this industry. I've, I've seen both sides of that. Um, when uh, one person owns a name, but somebody else wants to use it anyway, it's, it's a thing. Um, so I'm wondering if that was an issue and uh, the, uh, the, the folks at Oveja Negra just decided to take the high road and, and change the name of the cigar. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm more concerned with like the flavor of the cigar than, than the name of it. Uh, oh, the Green Hornet with an IPA. Interesting. So I wonder what the Candela offers to that uh, that brings out something that you'd want to pair with an IPA. Grass. And I'd be curious which which IPA um, you were uh, you were using there. Like a grassy note, is that what you're saying, Jordan? Yeah, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'd be curious to see which IPA uh, he's talking about. So, uh, so maybe, we're, this... maybe we can uh, put down uh, an idea for season two. You go a green flash IPA with the green hornet. Maybe we just do Killer B every single episode. Actually, I'm inclined to do that just to uh, ruffle Eric's feathers a little bit. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> one thing I will say is uh, yesterday when I drank this beer, I did not use this lovely dojo glass. And today I'm getting a lot more aroma coming out the That's top. Gotta be these it. are fantastic beer glasses. Um, are these still available on CigarDojo.com? Of course. Are. Of course they are, yeah. I'm just telling everybody how great they are. Yeah. You got to get one. It's, it's a nice uh, – Randy, you can talk more about the vessel that a beer is served in than I can. But this type of tulip to me – and I don't know if this qualifies as a true tulip – uh, but uh, maybe more of a snifter, but it it does uh, accommodate many different beer styles. Absolutely, the um, the as you guys know, I guess we'll let the audience in on a little secret. Randy's often double fisting, and so uh, I I have another beer right here. <laughs> it just so happens, and uh, and the the cheers, buddy. <laughs> the American shaker glass. You know, this glass that is best known for beer in America was actually developed for cocktails to be the other side of a, of a, of a shaker. And it's just become the IPA glass and virtually all craft beer glass. But always, 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 this is going to give you a, a better experience with the beer as if you'll allow. And you'll have to pardon me if you're listening to podcasts, which we appreciate your support. Please review and uh, comment and uh, rate the podcast here. But uh, we, we have here a, a snifter glass that tapers up, which literally directs the aroma. So when you fill these things about halfway up to, to the fat portion of the globe of this glass, it gives you enough uh, space that you can give a nice little swirl. You can agitate and knock some of those aromatics out of solution. And then the, the taper at the top really directs it in, into a, a concentration where you can really pick up more aroma than you are uh, with just a simple taper that you really don't have much room to give a swirl to it at all. So, Randy, in, while you were talking, and enjoy that, um, we, uh, we had four requests, flavor OD glassware. Done. So we'll have to. If if you is there like uh, a, an even nerdier glass that we could use, Randy? Like we need like the uh, nerdiest beer glass set you could possibly get. I'm I'm actually I'm actually really into what, what's hot right now. This is a footed tulip. Uh, what's really popular right now is is the footless tulip. Actually, I actually oh like my. it when it just sits right down like that. And once the show's over, if you watch the show, hit like. Uh, and and just say, make any comment. Robbie Raz personally is going to send everybody a glass. <laughs> that's that is that's completely false. But if you did share the show, I am sending you stickers, so I will be in touch with uh, with all of you. Robbie's that's like going. Robbie's like Oprah. He's like you get a sticker. You get a sticker. You get a sticker. Everybody gets stickers. Rob, do you even know what what a, a U.S. stamp costs these days? <laughs> Fifty-five cents. Is it really? Yeah, it's fifty-five. Wow, I think it was thirty-two the last time I used a stamp. It's a cool story, Grandpa. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah, it, it, the, the price went up to fifty-five January twenty-sixth or something like that. Such um, knowledge. I just made all of that up. Oh, okay. Totally. Bought R- it. Randy, no, Randy, Randy. Serious question though. Do you? Uh, somebody asked this. 
do you, you know, do you actually go to the trouble of using the appropriate glass every, every time you have a beer, or do you, does it really matter that much? I mean, seriously. Uh, it, 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 honestly, the tulip works well for all beer styles. Uh, there's only a couple other styles of beer that really um, are, are known for having their own unique glass. Um, and I would say experience-wise, it's probably um, it's probably not relevant. Uh, Tulip is the best way to experience beer, period. Uh, a, uh, a German Hefeweizen has a, a Weiss beer glass. It's the one that's real skinny at the bottom and, and big globe at the top. And that has more to do with the, uh, the appearance as you have... Um, at the bottom, the skinnier part, you see it's it's a lighter color where it gets a deeper color in the larger globe. And then um, the Kolsch Stange uh, glass, which is just a straight-sided little... That's more of like if you've been to Köln, if you've yeah. been to Germany, and you've actually enjoyed it there. There's something transformative if you've gone to these origins. And there's something just reminds you about those trips. And so there's something very romantic uh, behind the glass. Outside of that, no. I wouldn't say a, a tulip's best glass for any style of beer. Dan Dan Kanoy said he puts his glasses in the freezer first. What do you think about that? A&W style. That's yeah. thumbs down, baby. So so a couple, couple things to note about uh, frozen glassware. First and foremost, if you go to the Samuel Smith's website as um, – I like Jack Hire. Do my research before show, <laughs> um, and, uh, and and I went to the um, and I went to their website. They actually recommend that this beer be enjoyed at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. I've said on the show before. Well, uh, embrace that, especially with maltier beers. You're more of those uh, subtle malt characteristics that the toffee and and almond and. Um, bready characters that I reference are more prominently noticeable at warmer temperatures. Um, so, but I actually prefer the glass, the beer to be served a little bit cooler so that I can experience it coming up through that uh, temperature range. And so it's, it's always fun for me that you don't necessarily pick up that toffee note because it's too cold right when you start drinking it. And then as you keep drinking, it's kind of like when we talk about the transitions in cigars. There's something very uh, – uh, it, it adds to the experience if it's changing as you're going through smoking or drinking. I like that. Uh, that's, yeah. That's good. Yeah, oh, everything yeah, you're saying right now is really good. I appreciate that, Jordan. <laughs> oh, so, uh, but, but the reality is the colder a beverage is, it, it's going to have a numbing uh, effect on your palate, and so you're going to taste less um, because your, your palate's numb. And then, like I said, the beverage itself – uh, the aromas, when we smell flavors, you know, we often think we're tasting them. We're really smelling them. And so there's only five things that we taste and strawberry is not one of them. So guess what? Strawberry is an aroma, not taste. Those are, those are literal compounds that are locked into solution of the liquid that only come out. It's kind of why I mentioned you give a swirls because you're knocking them solution and making them volatilize and come up into the atmosphere where you can uh, experience them and smell them. Um, so the colder the beer is, the more those don't come out of solution. Even when you get, when you, when the beer is a little bit warmer, you're, you're, you're releasing those aromatics that you can enjoy a little bit more. Um, the bigger problem that I have with uh, chilled glassware is like, if, if, especially if you about like chain restaurants that that do it and they do it for effect because it has you know the ice crystals on the outside and people think that's kind of cool or whatever but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put them into the freezer wet and depending on what's in that freezer uh aromatics can be existing in your freezer literally and, and i've done this as an experiment you can fill uh you can take a bag of broccoli put it in your freezer open and then you wet a glass put it in the freezer and let it freeze, pull it out and just pour water into it and smell it. It smells like broccoli. You, you will pick up those other aromatics that are existing in the freezer. And so um, you don't want other 
flavors, aromatics to, to adhere to your glass. And so that, that concerns me as well as if there's water in there, it's going to dilute the beer. It's also going to give other uh, points of nucleation, which cause uh, the carbonation to, to um, come out of solution and it'll foam more and the beer will go flat quicker. Uh, and so there's really, my opinion, a lot of reasons why I'm, I'm not really for frozen glasses. I thought now, this was going to be in... more subjective of an answer, but this is like, no, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is objective. <laughs> Don't do that. Now, Don't now, do... Randy, you have to agree, though, that A&W root beer tastes better with a frosty oh, mug. absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I just, we're, you know. We're, we're, just... Not, we're not talking about root beer here. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, talking about, uh, we're talking about real beer. Just making now, sure we're on the same page. I have the same yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the same nuances that the beer is. You know, you know, for me to say a a, a bready characteristic beer, that's kind of a nuanced thing that you have to almost train your palate uh, to be able to perceive. And uh, and and root beer is, you know, very, very, very strongly flavored. You're not gonna mute. Uh, um, you know, uh, keep yourself from tasting those flavors where it, you could mute a beer so much that you just completely miss an entire flavor component altogether. Uh, That's so why certain beers request that you pour them super, super cold. Mm. <clears throat> right. Great point. Yeah, there's a reason that you drink American domestic light lagers. The, um, the, the mountains yeah. need to be blue for a reason. <laughs> 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 especially still in canada you still see um Canadians. you see draft systems that have 32 you know, like digital temp thermometers on the draft system you're getting your beer at 32 like it's a positive thing <laughs> right because that style of beer isn't made to bring a flavor experience it's a vessel for alcohol consumption right it's a it's an ethanol vessel that's just trying to get you smashed and if that's what you're trying to do and, and, you know, that's the setting, then more power to you. I'm not trying to say that, that you shouldn't be shotgunning beers or, or hell, use a beer bong if you want. But, it's, <laughs> but, you're, but you're not going to be able to enjoy the nuanced flavors that we're focused on in, uh, as we try and pair those flavors. How, with does, how does Jack drink uh, beers? At a, Frump, hey, frumbles. He frumble. Yeah. yeah. Ran, uh, Randy, my body is a vessel for <laughs> alcoholic beverages, just so you know. I just, that's... Absolutely true. No, I, yeah, that Randy, that used. the point that you got to at the end was the one that I wanted you to get to is the the ice crystals that form on the inside of those glasses. Um, <clears throat> when you, I mean, you look at an ice crystal under a microscope, and it's jagged and just terrifying, and that's just cutting into that beer. And you think of your beer as a liquid, and it, there's uh, CO two that's uh, that's stuck in there, and that's why when you're when you pour into a glass like that, the foam just shoots up to the top because you're you're forcing it to come out maybe a little bit quicker than anticipated. Um, so that's that's the point I was hoping you got to. But how uh, how but many of you guys time, watching Facebook would love to see Randy uh, do a beer bong? I mean, let's face it would that be uh, would that be the ultimate keg stand? I the would, ultimate I would finale that of. Of the four of us, Randy would be able to chug a beer fastest. Oh, yeah. yeah there's no question. Unless we That's had Jack on as, like, a guest <laughs> host or something. Jack, Jack maybe, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. T time out. Time out. I believe the first time that you met me, Jordan, yes. at roughly 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, this is I the, know exactly what we're talking about. The cigar, the cigar dough party uh rocky mountain cigar fest i was long gone by then everyone i was last man standing bro i was the only <laughs> person stunning turn of events <laughs> it's because randy flies out strictly for that thursday night that's it <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't get to go to rocky i only came for the cigar dojo party so i i i enjoyed every second of it but uh uh, uh jack challenged me to shotgun a beer uh i had been asked her to do a keg stand uh but it's you know really, i actually did I, oh yeah you would uh the, the so it's, <laughs> it's, it's just the four of us it's you know jordan his lovely wife sarah jack and i and jack challenges me to uh to a shotgun competition and he picks up a, a pbr and he hands me one i said well i don't drink domestic beer man i'm a i'm a craft beer guy it's kind of my thing i don't Snob. really imbibe and 
So I chose, what did I choose? It was the, um, the Oscar Blues Pinner, which was their session IPA. And I and it was it was a very fun moment for me because all three of them were looking at me like, well, no one shotguns at IPA, Randy. What are you talking about? I was like, calm down, I'm a professional. And I'm pretty sure I shotgunned to that IPA faster than he shotgunned his PBR. <laughs> I would imagine. I, and his PBR was probably room temperature. I can't say. Do you remember sure. it differently, Jordan? I, I don't know. It was it was three AM after a long Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest party. But as we've said many times here on Flavor Odyssey, we preach uh, everything in moderation. So uh, be moderation. Moderation. just make sure that you're, uh, if, if you're going to do keg stands, just Uber. make sure you do Uber. Yeah, make sure you Uber home. There you go. That's, uh, Randy says hold my beer. Exactly. Chad, exactly. Chad, you're the only one that we talk to every single week that hasn't been dead to me yet this week. So uh, I think, I think Chad, Chad, or uh, pardon me, Chad to Chad uh, to needs ch- <laughs> needs to, to get something a little extra above and beyond his stickers when you send out his package this week. Uh, that's you got to take care of that. It's a stickers only for me. Um, so we've got another episode coming up next week. I, uh, Randy, I I'm I'm not really prepared to announce that pairing just yet because I think we know the beer, but uh, the uh, the cigar I have written down is not correct. So I don't want to lead people astray. Uh, so we will uh, announce that in the coming days. Uh, I'll do, you do a live video. I'll do a live video and, and announce that to everybody. We'll post some photos and let everybody know. Um, Eric, what's going on with Smoke Night Live on Friday? Oh, man, we got some heavy hitters coming up the next uh, I've heard month. Rumors, man. Next month. So this Friday, we've got Bobby Newman of JC Newman on. And Bobby. If you guys don't know, I mean, this guy, the history of his family, it's insane. So you do not want to miss Friday's uh, episode of Smoke Night Live. We're going to be talking about the history of J.C. Newman. And, you know, Bobby is, you know, you know, in the the line of, you know, directly. I think this is a grandson of uh, Julius Caesar Newman. So, like, it's going to be an incredible show. Uh, in the next few weeks, we've got Alan Rubin, we've got Nick Perdomo, we've got Klaus Kellner, we've got all kinds of guys coming up. So the uh, the the next month or so is going to be insane for Smoke Night Live, so make sure you tune in on Friday night. Beauty. Those are some heavy hitters. Heavy we hitters. Have, I know we, we did a, a movie today, we did Police Academy today. Do we have the next movie scheduled? No, we do not, but I think next Wednesday we'll do it... We'll, Wednesday seems to be a good day. There was a lot of people yeah. on today having a good time. That we had a bunch of folks participating. So we'll probably do another Wednesday, and uh, we'll pick something off of Netflix. And it'll be fun. Beautiful. Can we do like an '80s horror movie off of Netflix, and I'll host? You got to host it. Yeah, of course. I'll you, totally host. You pick the movie off of Netflix. Boom, we'll do it. I'm hosting next week. Beautiful. Okay. There we go. Look at this. I'm just committing to stuff right and left. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. It's a beautiful thing. 150% um, so, of you know that's not going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> Dude, you're stealing my lines to talk mess about me. That's unfortunate. I did clean my garage. Nobody comments. But Oh, it let's, is, let's go uh, full screen, Robbie. Yeah, here. let's go. Well, look at that. Beautiful. Cleaned up. I mean, there's the Pliny back there. There's some PBW, but that's it. I mean, it's it's pretty well clean. Oh, there's a couple of, uh, oh, wrong way. A couple of uh, Laughing Monk beers back there. And, uh, you know, Rob. I actually right heard over my rumor. head, Randy, is a beautiful um, San Francisco Giants uh, nah. thing that you gave me from when they won the World Series. Got that boombox back there circa 1984. But what were you going to say? Uh, well, I heard a rumor. Uh, isn't it true that your wife actually cleaned the garage? Negative. No, I actually did. <laughs> um, I need to yeah, get the Halloween party. I, I definitely, we will do, we, if. I will do a dojo Halloween party. That could be a lot of fun. Yes. The, uh, an NC-17 uh, type of uh, movie showing, but uh, it could be a good time. We would enjoy that. Randy will not tune in. I don't think Eric and Jordan will tune in, but I'll be there, and it could be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, so we'll come back and let you guys know what the pairing is for next week. I'll tell you right now, the beer is going to be Cigar City Maduro, another brown ale. Uh, that was one from this past season that we felt the, the beer works. Uh, we referenced it many times throughout the season that we felt like that would work with a bunch of different cigars. But the particular cigar that we paired with 
uh, did not really work off the top of my head. I can't remember what it was. But um, so we're going to revisit that beer. I'm not exactly sure what cigar it is yet. Uh, so I'll let in a couple of days. want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate your support. I uh, hope everybody's staying happy and healthy. We'll see you again next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues. Cheers.